we're live. It paused on three for a minute there. Welcome to the Dudes That Grow show, panel show. Hanging out today, we're going to talk clones, seeds, maybe some tissue culture. We'll see. Scotty says I have to. I love it. No, we're all here to learn. we got a panel to help us out. Let's talk about the best ways to get your crop going, no matter how many plants you need. So welcome. Yeah. How's it going, Scotty? It was going great, man. And uh, joined by a couple friends, a couple regulars. Uh, first off, Ross to Jeff, Irie Genetics. What's up, brother? Good to see you, bro. I am definitely a friend. Not sure how regular I am, but it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, you're, you're like clockwork, man. All right. You say you'll be here. You'll be here, man. I'll be All right. Here. You're like a cup of coffee, man. You're regular. Uh, Chad Westport. What's up, brother? Chilling, man. Doing good. Thanks for having me again. Always stoked to hang out with you guys. And as a resident old dude, uh, Rasta Jeff, Men <laughs> helps you being regular. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been called regular and a cup of coffee today. That's that's interesting. <laughs> a good way to start the You're day. Hot, hot cup of coffee, man. You're hot cup of coffee. Man, uh, it was just uh, thinking of something we could BS about. By the way, JR Token was supposed to be here. He's kind of uh he's in one as they say you know he's a medical patient he uses cannabis for pain relief and unfortunately he's leaning on it heavy today man he's having a tough day uh so we will uh we will push on without jr but man i got some good growers here i've access to really good growers i was hanging out talking to somebody recently regarding cloning i think it was michigan matt he was giving me this crazy however many hundreds of clones he has to take per week and everything has to go good. And I was like, man, uh, cloning's one of those things. If you're good at, it's no problem at all, man. But there's some tricks and tips and I uh, bet you we could help some folks. So oh, yeah. want to start off with a little clone action? Absolutely. I see you have here cloning, cloning ain't easy. Cloning ain't easy. It sounds like the title of like a, a video or a shirt. I don't know. Um, luckily, I do want to say we're dealing with some of the easiest plants to clone as far as from yes. a horticulture perspective. Some things are a major pain in the ass. Reminds me of like when you got to cold stratify some seeds or lavender seeds. There we go. Those go in the fridge for a month and then they take up to a month to pop. So at least we're working with an aggressive plant that wants to work for us. Agreed, man. Yeah, definitely. But it can still be a, I don't know, were you always good at cloning, dude? Did you have 100%, you know, good success? Always. Start? Always. Roots in five days every time. Uh, I mean, come on. There's some. I, I tell you what. And I, I've can, met that guy, though. Yeah, it happens sometimes when you got your stuff dialed in, when you have your environment dialed in. Yeah, you're seeing a, a little bit something popping down the cube five, six days. But, uh, Chad, what's the, the biggest mistakes when you hear somebody talk about cloning or the biggest mistakes you've seen? In all your years of the internet. Man, my biggest mistakes happen to be at the biggest grow that I've been a part of. This was uh, the Washington State legal system, but we were taking clones and taking thousands of clones. Uh, dude forgot to plug in one strip of all the cloners, came back the next day, a thousand dead clones. Like just knowing that you had to do it again is like, now, what type of what was that strip controlling irrigation was it a aeroponic cloner or like sprayers or how did that affect it yeah absolutely it was an aeroponic uh cloners one of the massive ones you do a couple hundred in each tank and there was a bunch of them connected to a particular power strip that was on a light switch which didn't get turned on so yeah that entire bank of uh cloners just <laughs> didn't make it that's what you're talking about 
I just asked to uh, to show the that's like an easy cloner. Is that what you're talking about? Like the kind that has like little misters that spray. Yeah, yeah, aero cloners. And that's, you know, that's something that I like to rock too. And they do come in all types of sizes. You know, mine personally, it takes 24, which is more than I ever need to clone, but that's cool right. because it allows you to take doubles. I always say if you go that route, get something with extra room, always take two clones. You could toss one out. Uh, but yeah, they also make them up to, I believe it's like 205, a, a weird number. They're 128. Sure. Uh, it's usually the larger ones that people have, but yeah, all kinds of sizes and configurations for those. That was the right device though. Yeah. And that probably is, I, I don't know. We can vote on it, man. For me, I'll bet you that's, I don't know. Is that the easiest way to clone the easy cloner? I think so. I, Jeff, yeah. you know why? Uh, when why? I do, why do you think so? Ooh, uh, why? It's like the Ronco cloner set it and forget it. If you set it up right the first time, <laughs> Uh, you can just leave it alone for 10 days. You don't have to touch that thing. And then in 12 days, you've got roots. Uh, so that's that's why in a commercial environment, we're busy. There's a lot going on. Uh, it's nice to know that I can uh, have a guy or myself or a couple of guys help me cut a bunch of clones, set them up, and then just basically ignore them. Uh, you check on that cloner in the morning, make sure the pH is good, make sure the EC is good. Uh, every three or five days, add a little clear res to prevent algae buildup, and then otherwise just let them rock. Okay, so you so it and forget it, but you're still... I'm just, yes. you're still checking pH daily, which yes. you, anything you're doing, you want to check clones daily. I mean, they're oh, babies. Yeah. They don't have roots here. You got to check on them. Um, so that's the same when my style is putting in a cut kit, a dome with some cocoa compressed rooters. And I just know very easily uh, by looking at them and in, per the manufacturer, it's like they're, they, you can't overwater them unless you let them sit in standing water, the air ratio to moisture ratio um, is not able to saturate it enough to where and a beginner or somebody, but I also can tell the color change in the plug and I only have to water them like once every week, maybe. So for me, it's like, what's the easiest way to clone is, I don't know. I think they're all pretty easy. It's like, what's your style, man? Absolutely. Of cloning? Well, I, like the easy, I like the easy cloner because the lack of the domes, a lot of people really struggle introducing the plant to the environment, hardening it off. That clone uh, is used to being in that dome. And they don't know how long to open it, when to open it. And so I see a lot of people go too early with opening it. Also, I see a lot of people wait way too long and the clones get stretchy and woody and weird in that environment. So yeah, both are great. But without that dome, I think the easy cloner gives you a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, I, I'd have to say that, that it's that probably easiest. I would, I would vote easiest easy cloner because it is set it and forget it. Uh, there is stuff that can go wrong with it though. I mean, if you if you're it's in a hot room, if the water temperature oh, yeah. gets too hot, stuff like that. So I don't know, give a couple. You all have used easy cloners for a while. Give a couple tips. Uh, any mistakes that we should avoid? Anything that uh, I guess like uh, keeping an eye on the pH is a big deal. Yeah, Rasa Jeff did a great job of hitting them. And you know, you just mentioned temperature. That's a big one. The pH swings is another one. Um, it is nice not having the humidity dome on there. Uh, one thing that bit me in the ass with the easy cloner is person watching the plants just didn't check it and the pump ran dry. So yep. the clones died and they have to buy a new pump. So make sure that you, you know, check the levels. If you're growing in there and you, you just get that massive ball of roots, clean out your little pump too. Make sure it's not oh, yeah. getting clogged in there. So that's another little tip. They come uh, with yeah. little, a question on the no Go ahead, Ross. They come with little channels for your cords to go through, like the plug-in cord. And then they leave one for, if you want to add like air or a heater, uh, cover those because over time the pump will shoot little drops of water out of that. 
and over two or three, three or four days, you'll lose a gallon of water and your pump, uh, your pump will start humming. You'll need water. So cover those little holes is a big, big tip. Yeah. Well, this I dome. Say, yes, sir. I know Scotty, let me, because I Scotty, both you and I rely on our domes for your environment, the way we clone. Um, assuming an easy cloner, I didn't get it. If you're scaling up 200 side or whatever, that makes sense to me. I'm not going to run 10 different cut kit trays if I can have it all in one, but, uh, that is sitting in a nursery area or the proper environment, or do you even use, I know there's some sprays, there's an anti-wilt spray. Some people would use, Hey, if you're not going to have your clones in the dome, you can spray them with this. It prevents transpiration. So I'm assuming that cloning yeah. system sitting in a warm, cozy, high humidity, vegetative growth environment with, if it doesn't have a dome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just in the veg area. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of that. Yes. I've seen people cut uh, like the ends of the leaves off uh, as well to kind of help them sure. stay a little bit more turgid. Yes. Uh, just because, again, extra leaf mass, extra transpiration, extra stomata going out of it. And it's hard when it's losing and it's not taking up as much. So that's another thing. Uh, I always try to get rid of a lot of the big leaves on my clones as well. You want to leave something on there for photosynthesis, but don't leave a whole big plant mass on there. Uh, that's why you see people cut the ends off sometimes. Hey, I got bored and made a bubble cloner recently. Have any, any of y'all ever used a bubble cloner? It's the same thing as a uh, easy cloner, except instead of having a pump with mist that, you know, with that uh, uh, throws up water and makes a little mist, it's just got bubbles and it uses an air pump and it makes so many bubbles. The bubbles go to the surface and break and they miss, they make that mist. It's pretty yeah, neat. That's great. How do you keep that water warm or cool? Sorry. How do you keep it cool? Uh, that's yeah, a good question, man. You know, I just threw it in my veg. I made one just out of boredom. You know, it would do a good job though. I bet put it on a concrete floor, bro. That was going to be my tip. What else? Like you might have listened to my podcast before. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was so going to ask you the same, Rusted Jeff. That's a good question. I've gotten uh, kind of again why I lean towards cut kit trays with a dome and whatever rapid rooter blocks, cocoa compressed peat blocks, whatever you want. My most sophisticated cloning setup was like a Botanicare 42 site with a dome and a one-tenth horsepower chiller attached to it. And I always joked, it looked like something like a, a newborn baby that wasn't, you know, needed right. the whole effort. What do they call it? They put them in the little life support system. Right. And I'm like, this is too, this is too much because I was trying to keep my water temps below, I don't know, I think it was 72 or so. Um, and that's another concern. The more, the more water volume you have, the better, of course, because that'll help keep pH and range. It'll help keep your nighttime temps and your water go into your day cycle and such things like that. Um, but yeah, that concerns me as well. Like a point of failure. I know you're using clear res, which I think is a product that can kind of combat warmer temps, bringing on different like slimes or root rise. Right. Yeah. That's what that's for to prevent the mildew in there. And you, you nailed yeah. it in the commercial grow. I've got a big, like 240, I think it is site cloner. So there's like seven gallons of water in there. That doesn't heat up. That stays fairly cool. Gotcha. Yeah, I tell you what, we're getting, we're getting, uh, having some good clone conversation here. I'm looking at the, yeah. the live chat, untrained astronaut. Do you guys use a razor to scuttle up the clones where the roots will come out? And man, let's talk about that just because it is important. When, when If I was going to give a hack, it would be do not use like, uh, use a razor blade or something really sharp. Do not bruise that tissue that you're expecting roots to grow on. How do y'all do it? So usually if I'm doing it, I'm cutting a lot of clones. Um, I don't just do one at a time and kind of tinker with them, like, and make them real babies. I go get, right. so the first step is really healthy mother plants. We should touch on that. The first step of all of this is healthy mothers. Nice. I go get my snips 
and then I clean them up and then I'll hold them all in my hand, just like a bunch of them sticking out. And I just cut all of that at a 45 degree. Uh, sometimes if they're going into the easy cloner, I'll just cut them straight because I don't need that angle in the easy cloner and just cut them all off at once and then kind of strip them down in a bunch. I can do a bunch of clones very quickly. I've gotten to be, uh, I'm a machine cutting clones. It's a robot. So yeah, I just grab them all in a big bundle and <laughs> clip them all at one time. I don't need to, I don't know. I work in a commercial environment you're getting paid by the hour. There's a lot of stuff to do. I can't have you cut one at an angle and dip it and stick it in there and then get the other one and clean it and clip it and dip it. No, bro. Grab them, <laughs> cut them, dip. I grab all of them and dip them all in the Clonex at once and then wow. put them in the cloner. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't we're tell anybody that. Well, oh, oh man. I think somebody might have heard us. I what I guess had, I'm sorry, but the joke is that uh, we talk about, oh, man, you need a clean razor blade every single time. We have to sterilize between cuts and all that. And that is best practices. And I keep my stuff clean. And I do that just to keep from spreading one, to, you know, hop late and viroid from one to the other right. or whatever. But uh, in reality, I, I come from Florida. I own a nursery. I spend a lot of time at other nurseries. Uh, cloning is really not that hard, man. There's, you know, Mexican ladies that do it 500 at a time the same way you're talking to get great success, man. So thank you for being honest about it. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. We're, there's a lot of stuff to do in a commercial grow. And uh, during COVID, it all became a skeleton crew. There's like two or three people in most grows at a time. So those clones have to get cut by somebody. And I've got all that other yeah. stuff to do. So there we go. Yeah, I'm gonna give a tip here uh, for money saving. I've I've gone to I think it's ProMix. They make a root. There's plenty out there, but a rooting powder. I know the gel's nice, and you're like, oh, it seals that end of the cut in in theory, and everything's good. But just take my cut right away. It's already a little wet from being in the jar I had it in before. I then right into the rooting powder, and it's like I said, the most economical way I've found. And then I get paranoid sometimes about shelf life. I know some of those gels though. Gotta have quite a long shelf life, but I like the, the rooting powder as a hormone. Works good so far. Good success rate, 95, 90% on my past two trials with it. You know now that's I, mean? I was just gonna ask though, man. The the reason you have that uh, uh the gel is to keep it from sucking up an air bubble. Y'all got any techniques or tips on that as far as uh you know keeping them clones going? You know, okay. fresh cuts. Go ahead, yeah, Chester. Like Fresh cuts, you know, if you're cutting them on mass, um, you know, like Rasa Jeff was talking about, you can just kind of like cut them all, put them in a vat of, you know, water, whatever, and then you can bring them over to your cloner, you can make a fresh cut, you can dip it, you can put it in. Um, so yeah, that, that's one way to do it. To, to back to the untrained astronaut, uh, the question though about the scraping on, on yeah. the edge. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's something that I've kind of experimented with both. It's like I understand it. You're kind of scraping away that layer. So it's the, the layer, the cambium layer, I believe it is, that's producing the roots and stuff. It's more exposure. You would think that it produces more roots. Um, I, side to side, A and B, I didn't really ever see a difference. It takes up a little bit more time. And sometimes I wind up just messing up the stock by scraping it anyway. So I've, I've stopped doing that unless the clone I'm taking is very woody. Now, if you're taking woody clones, you're taking the wrong part or you've waited too long to take a clone. So, no, usually not something that I do. And when I did it, I didn't notice a dramatic difference. Yeah. Have you guys ever, here's one from Real Gowers right here, man. Have you ever cloned in flower or what's the latest y'all have ever cloned, man? So, uh, a long time ago, I was at a really... Um, a grower that a lot of us might know. I was at their grow. They were showing off some stuff and they thought they would be uh, nice and cut off just a little nugget and give it to me and let me take it home and try it. I had to go dry it and cure it and whatever. 
Right. Uh, so this guy cuts just a little piece off of his plant and he hands it to me and says, go ahead and give that a try. And so I looked at Mike, Mike was with me and Mike and I knew exactly what was going to happen, dude. I took that bud and took that bud home and cloned it. And now I have his genetics that he never gave out. He didn't realize what he'd given. <laughs> I was about that's monster cloning or what do they call that um, again? Monster cropping, I think. So yeah, monster cloning, monster cropping. But yeah, I, yeah. I took that home and cloned that. And I kept that clone around for quite a, a while. Flex. That is a flex right there, man. Yeah. yeah. I, and so the point is, yeah, I've actually cloned a bud before and it works. It takes forever. Though. What was your experience with that? So you can clone a bud? Uh, it, it had to reveg, but it totally worked. Yeah, it had to reveg, but it completely, completely worked. An experiment that I'm going to try here uh, in the next few days when I cut clones, I've got two plants that are in reveg right now. Um, I'm trying to reveg them. They've got two branches coming off on each plant. I'm going to cut one off and put it in the cloner and that easy cloner because I've noticed things, uh, they reveg more quickly in the easy cloner. I'm not exactly sure why, uh, but yeah, that one's, it's fully budded. It's done. It's been harvested, but I'm going to put one branch in the easy cloner and try to reveg it that way. Well, the easy cloner is some legit aeroponics. Yes. And that's probably the most high performance you know, growing there is. Yeah, the plants go crazy in there. I've noticed uh, if I, I'll cut a row of clones and then I'll cut a row of extra clones, the clones that I needed will go into their pots and then I'll leave the other ones in there just in case or just because I have a hard time getting rid of plants. And the ones I right. leave in the easy cloner end up growing more quickly than the clones in the cups or in the pots. Sure. Just because, like you said, the aeroponics makes them bang. Yeah, it's just non forgiving. You yeah. Know, that pump goes out or the water goes down or something like right. that. Yep. How do y'all transfer? Well, we're. Oh, sorry, man. While we're on cloning. Yeah, yeah. Let me hop, hop in. I was going to say, I definitely do the. I think it's called scarification. I actually have an associate's in horticulture people. So <laughs> I learned back in the day, though, there was um, like, it is no harm and does get potentially, and I make sure to get rooting home hormone on there, the area. Where you scarify the stem. My experience with this air emblem embolism thing Scotty's talking about back at the grocery store was like, man, you can take cuts underwater or just, man, you should just probably get a gel. It almost seemed like there is science to it, but a way for us to potentially get to sell another product. Unless I have found you're taking your cut and letting, you're hanging out with it in the air, you're, you're on a call, I don't know, like mi minutes. I haven't had issues with that. That generally, you know, your cuts out. And it's within whatever media it's going into or, you know, spray or mist in the machine next. You're good to go. But that being said, I did want to shout out two quick shout outs here. Um, one is to AC Infinity. Grandpa, do you got this clone dome up? I know Scotty's got one of these. And yeah. their clone dome kits have everything. The LED light, the LED light dimmer, a temp stat for the heat mat. And the first time I've seen in a clone dome, you can like the lid extends up to make it like yeah. a double tall. So if you're one of those cloners that you're like, shit, I don't have room in the room yet. I can, you can let them grow out a little bit longer in here and they're not going to max out on the top of your dome. I don't know. We wouldn't think we have that picture, but acinfinity.com coupon code dude grows and on Amazon dude grows 10. Check out their grow gear guys. They're on the front end of some tech with some good shiz and have been supporting a lot of content creators in this community. So AC infinity shout out. Um, hey, yeah. Sort of I was going to say, let's get into, uh, we haven't talked about clone domes yet. That is the most accessible thing. 15, 20 bucks. You go buy a clone dome. Uh, there's a couple tricks to that though. And that you want a little bit of heat to make some mist. My cloning game got stepped up so hardcore when I started putting a little heat mat under my clones, man, under my clone dome. Uh, so there's my big tip. All right. I don't even use the 
the thermostat, although this one comes with the thermostat, so I will use it. But just literally one of these little heat mats under your clone dome does wonders, man. All right, there's my cloning tip. What do you guys got, man? Don't barbecue oh, them with like the clone dome. Say it again. Don't barbecue them with the clone dome. A lot of people will just roast those clones with that clone dome. So make sure they're not the dome, the heat mat. Make sure you don't get them way too high. Chad raised his hand. Chad's had really? a barbecue before. Put a hygrometer in there. Know your environment. A lot of people yes. won't do that. A hygrometer inside the dome, giving you your temp and humidity, max and min, so you can always see it. Yeah, but you can tell. You can tell if things are going right. Just, you know, how you like you can put your hand under something and tell if it's good. Yeah. You can look at the clone dome. It should have mist on the top. The plant should be turgid. Did I just get us uh, in trouble with YouTube? I said turgid. Turgid. Uh, but they should be standing up, right? I mean, you can tell when something's not right. They're breathing. And that's another thing. You were talking about that cloning wax, dude. That's how I started, too, with that stuff. But. Man, how the heck do they get anything, you know, any transpiration? Aren't they, they're breathing through their leaves, right? Um, no, the anti-will. I think that was the name of one of yeah. the products. It was like almost I a milky looking spray. Um, but that would keep their stomatos closed so transpiration wouldn't happen as much. And I guess at that point in the life, since the clone has no roots, all it's trying to do is push roots. I don't know how hard it is trying to transpire at all. Good point, but. It did help in clone domes when people would have it. Colorado's dry too. So we'd sell more of it for sure. And Colorado is uh, sometimes a struggle to keep humidity up above 50% up in the 65s and whatnot, depending on your growth setup. So, um, yeah. Hey, hey I, got what, a, I, I got a quick yes, interjection real yeah. quick. Uh, I, I have to shout out to uh, Untrained Astronaut. Thank yeah, you, buddy. Yeah. You've jumped, uh, what, $30 into the question? If you have any questions, hit me up, He's man. throwing we, down. We pause. So, yeah, thank you guys to anyone that's donating. <laughs> Untrained <laughs> Astronaut. That's Untrained awesome. Untrained Astronaut, thank you so hey. much. I had to come. It's like, dude, thank you so much. That's the most we've ever gotten during a stream. Love you. And good content, man. Yes, thank you for your question. Yeah. Hey, I actually, let's engage the DGC chat. We are actually live here. So come on, worst mistake you've made cloning, uh, the best tip you could give somebody. I mean, that. yeah, let us know. Grambo, you're going to keep an eye on it? I got it. <laughs> hey, what is just uh, maybe, I'm, I'm just thinking that the easy cloner is very cool. If you were going to just use a kit, you know, shout out to the AC Infinity kit, or if you're just going to use a clone dome and a heat mat or something like that, what do y'all recommend? You, do you guys have you? Have, was, do y'all still do that, or have you done that? Even, dude, what do you what do you use? You use the peat plugs or the root riots or? My plugs are compressed cocoa. Um, they're from a company. Damn, I don't know the name off the tip of my tongue, but they're from the Netherlands, so they're legit. Uh, but they. <laughs> They work really well. There's a new product at the grocery store. It fits right in a cut kit tray. A cell right. of them. There's like, I think at least 50. And the gig is on them. It, it, unlike uh, you can overwater a little bit easier on the compressed peat plugs. The cocoa plugs are way more forgiving. Uh, you can literally just continue to, as long as they're not sitting in the tray again. Um, and they do great. So I do that. A rooting hormone. Uh, and that's really it. I thin them up. Thin off the edges like Chad was talking about earlier. So everything will fit in that dome okay. Yeah. And just like uh, Ross and Jeff said, we're making this cozy bed for them. Uh, be careful that you don't just take them right out of there into another situation. You got to start taking that dome off for an hour this day, the next day, two hours here, an hour there, and start to get them used to the environment that is, you know, your clone domes like 85% humidity, just warm and cozy, maybe 83, 84 degrees. It's like a, you know, sauna in there. So. 
It's the, yeah. uh, to the to comment there to the untrained astronauts. It's the AB, ABCs. Always be cloning. Right. I like always, always be cloning. As a breeder, yeah. I've really That's got to preserve. As a breeder, I've got to preserve my cuts. If I lose, imagine if I lost my golden goat cut. Like oh, like things would go terribly wrong. So I've always got like a big golden goat and a medium and one in the cloner. There's that golden goat's always there's one in the cloner almost every time. Just keep her in there just because. Always be cloning that girl. Yeah, yeah and take some clones. If you have plant material, or if you have more in veg that you need to, and you're going to go in and top, and you're just I'm just going to throw that out. Why not practice taking some clones? They're easy. You could grow one out for a little bit in a four inch. And like you said, that's a nice backup. Uh, so there's plenty of times usually in veg that you have enough leaf material that, oh, I don't need clones to go to flower, but let's practice this right now. Let's just take some. Maybe you're trying a different technique, a different rooting hormone, a different media. So always be practicing it. Sorry, untrained astronauts either falling asleep on the donate button or <laughs> stolen somebody's credit card, man. Or, you know, might, might just be a great person for all I know. Okay? Either way, but, we love you. Yeah. I have a YouTube also, buddy, just so we can do it. Yes. Yes, sir. I was just going to take my shameless plug, my, my recharge plug right here, my real growers plug. And uh, shout out to Real Growers Recharge and uh, tell you that I have done a soil, I have done a tip rather that uh, has really helped me when I sprout my seeds. And that is, I, I, I tell you what, man, we'll scooch over to seed sprouting. We'll go from propagation, from cloning to seed sprouting. And man, when I, I used a paper towel method and I put a little bit of recharge water on that paper towel. And the idea is soil microbes. Uh, when that seed comes out, there's a blank slate for good microbes or uh, to inoculate it or bad microbes, pathogens to get on in there. And man, I want to have a no vacancy sign. So as soon as that radical root, as soon as that little root comes out, there's all sorts of good microbes you just start colonizing. And hopefully the mycorrhizae gets a, you know, gets its grip in there. Cause once that's in there, that's like a little coating on the roots. And as that root grows, that myco coating grows on it and it's good stuff. So there's, there's my growth tip for sprouting seeds. What about you guys, man? You do it the same as I do. So that's pretty perfect. Right on. And so paper towel method, fold up that paper towel into quarters or eighths or whatever it is, saturate it, uh, put a little recharge in there. I also add a little hygrozyme just because. Uh, and then drop the seeds in there and leave them till they pop. It usually takes 24 to 48 hours before they go. Yeah. Shut down. I do put them in a Ziploc bag after that too. Okay. That's what I was asking. I was like, do you guys put them in a Ziploc bag or do you put them between plates? Like, is right. there if a way I'm, to retain If I'm going to leave, they'll go in the paper in the Ziploc bag. But if I'm just going to be around, if they're on the desk, then I won't forget them. But if I have to go somewhere, they'll go in a Ziploc on top of the fridge. Cause I found the fridge will provide just enough heat to make them pop, but not cook them up there. Ah, okay. So heat helps a little bit. Yeah. You don't want to cook them, but a little bit of heat is good. Yeah. And you don't and want to try that was smaller, too. some Say smaller it. seeds. I think they're like pepper seeds and I was, don't get lazy with it. I don't think it'll happen. Cannabis seeds and the roots just grew in to the paper towel as their oh, media. Yes. That will happen. get the stuff. You can just, just separate it. If that happens, just put the paper towel right into the dirt. It sounds crazy, but the paper will decompose slowly and the plant will keep on yeah, growing. Work out for you. Yeah. I like it. That's a solid tip. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Shout out. <laughs> Chad, you, you probably get a lot of seeds or are you mostly a cloner? 
Um, doing a lot more seeds these days. Uh, I've been working a lot of stuff from clone, but yeah, I've, I've kind of gone all the different routes. I've tried direct sew, I've tried into the peat plugs, I've gone into the paper towels, uh, and then the cup of water. All of them have a pretty near same success rate. So whatever way you're the most efficient at, rock it. Um, but lately, I just toss them into a cup of water, pH water, uh, and usually within 24 to 48 hours, they're cracked. And there's a myth too that if it uh, if it floats, then it's no good. Only the good ones will sink to the bottom, and that's because you think it cracks open, it gets water, it sinks. Yeah. Not true. I've had tails grow on the top of the water, so I just kind of let them do their thing. Really? Yeah. Cup of water. Simple. Rasta Jeff. Um, I would do, I'd do the water for maybe 12 to 24 hours as far as I do it, but then I do it straight into the paper towel like you. Uh, and then a lot of people make a mistake. They try to bury it too deeply when it's time to sow that seed. So just don't bury that too deep. I go maybe to less than my knuckle. I got long fingers. I go a fingernail deep is all I go. Set that seed in there and then just touch the dirt back on top of it. And that, it will live through that. And I pre-moisten the dirt. Um, I don't put the seed in there and then water. I get the, uh, the container, water it put a finger mark right. in it and then put the seed sure. in there so it won't cause a big flood and ruin the seed right away. You can tell Jeff starts a lot of seeds. He just dropped two bombs in a minute. <laughs> I'm the kind of a seed guy. Good stuff. So I bring the, uh, the big guns. Okay. Yeah. Where are that? Where are they? <laughs> there is a, not to, uh, not to, oh, there we go, bro. You're intimidating me. You better settle down. Um, I've got a discord server and on my discord server, there is a full SOP. The SOP that I, use for all the commercial environments. The uh, cloning SOP is on my Discord for free. So if you join my Discord, you can find the cloning SOP step-by-step, -step, uh, no charge. Uh, when I was in the commercial industry, I used to sell that SOP for $500. So now it is free and it's on Discord. Please enjoy it. How do they find it? I also hear why, why not while you're on it quickly. It's your, it's your, is there a birthday going on? It's your birthday. Ooh, well, thank you. You uh, got a birthday sale coming up, right? Oh man, you've been paying attention. Thank you. Friday is my birthday. Yes. Friday will be my official birthday, but uh, why wait to have a sale? There's a birthday sale happening on my website. Uh, I redirect.com. Go nice. hit it up, go grab some new stuff. Uh, and people keep asking about the skunk testers. Um, I ordered a component to my packaging that should arrive Thursday. So I can start sending out skunk tester seeds probably Monday. So check the website soon. Packaging component hold up or interesting. Yes. yes. Got some new stuff printed. It's coming. Yeah, it's shipping. Okay. It's shipping. Yeah, the check right. is in the mail. I just got an email. It's on the way. It'll be here Thursday. We're ready okay. to rock. Love it. I see all, all the right. happy birthday Sweet. comments. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah. good. Hey, I'm looking just at some stuff, man. I, I found a bunch of comments and uh, things I wouldn't mind just BSing about. Uh, this isn't really propagation, or maybe it is. <clears throat> Dude, I'm going to try this, all right? Uh, we were talking about grafting and grafting multiple uh, uh, strains onto one rootstock or onto one mother. And I don't think anybody seems excited about it but me. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems cool, man. You know, it's, it's so uh, 1995 of you. It's so 1995 of you, but it's still I, fun. I brought it. Uh, here's a. I brought it up on one of the shows. Craw Daddy 1420 says grafting is great for keeping different moms on one plant and keeping your plant count down. Theoretically, that's kind of cool. You know. Now, what if you flowered that out? Would it all be with those ends? We'd all keep their yes. different. You'd Theoretically, have yes. Three. Theoretically, <laughs> right. you'll have train wreck, sour yes. diesel, OG Kush, all on the same plant if if you do it correctly. 
don't tell anybody because it's my secret business idea. But that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> There's a real treat. Somebody that's a real good cloner. I'm thinking like nice guy Kenny or something like that. They call them fruit cocktail trees in Florida. And you put this tree up and it has this orange gets ripe in the beginning of summer. And then this, this orange is at the end. And it, it's, I was thinking about it for cannabis. You know, somebody has got a two by four tent. If you had two plants in there and there was eight strains and they each matured, one was a 60, one was a 55 day, a 60 day, you know what I mean? And you're just going around. You've got uh, uh, a month of harvest. Every week you get the harvest, man. Come on. I like I'm, the idea. I like the idea, but also then I see like, that's like having, um, how do I say it? It's like having a girlfriend with two heads. You know what I mean? One wants to watch <laughs> this kind of show and this one wants to go to the mall. So now you got <laughs> okay. one, one person with two sets of problems to deal with on that one plant. Yeah, kind of I like found this, uh, this graft for Rasta Jeff. It's a, a female plant and a male plant grafted together. Oh yeah. Isn't that called that's a herm? Isn't that, <laughs> right now, man, isn't it? Isn't that uh, a herm? new meaning to transplanting i guess wow. so but the idea is that you can just grandma uh, would you do me a favor that article was kind of it just showed some, it made it look so easy and yeah just you just cut a, a v in it and then you cut the uh yeah then you yeah, just found, see a, good, in. found a good picture of a close-up here i'll find it's i mean well, it's they make the, common in like the fruit tree world yeah, wow. yeah they do Look at that. Yeah. Those little, those those before. That's pretty cool. Definitely getting age gated for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I bought a $10 kit on Amazon. I'm going to try it, man. So stay tuned. I can't wait right? to see. I want to see what you do. Yeah, me too. And come on, we just that. talked about how easy these plants want to grow, how you can take a whole bundle of them and chop them and then go stick them into some, some dirt and they'll, and they'll make roots. So if you get a plant that's aggressively rooting, uh, can't you scrape it and put some hormone on there and really maybe get it to get it to graft? They do it in could. every other industry or a lot of other industries. It's like air grafting. You, you know, that's again, that's another thing that's really common with fruit trees. You just basically kind of scarify the, the branch. You put some soil or another medium around it, um, close it off. And then it's just air grafting, air layering. Yeah. Yeah. It's if you're really bad at cloning, you got to do that. You know, I've never seen anybody do that on cannabis, though. Who runs the uh, the cannabis museum in Amsterdam? Ben Donkers. Ben has done it, uh, or at least he's got a plant on display in Amsterdam that where he's done that. That was probably 20 years ago. But Ben Ben Donkers is the guy that I think I first saw do the grafting. And he had the same idea as you. He did it for mother plants for preservation so that he could have the white widow and the train wreck all and all of his collection all on one plant. Oh, Cause he also stressful. Doesn't it? I got all this on one plant, man. Like I'm yeah. going for like, yeah, a few different three gals or two gals. I'm like, if something happens to my one, my one uh, multiple strain plant, uh, I get it. And I got to tell chat earlier. I don't know. I was, my fish tank is not glitching. It has Monday afternoon thunderstorms. And I do think the fish enjoy their change in environments. So that's all that's happening there. And I do actually plan on getting a bigger tank soon because just it's, I find it's a hobby as a grower that crosses over. It's kind of cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, take it, take it. Those uh, fish so are I all herms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Hey, man, do you guys just want to BS? This really isn't too much about cloning, but I thought maybe y'all, I know y'all have an interesting perspective on this. 
And uh, this is from user42710, okay? I've grown some of the best weed I've ever grown using basic base nutrients. The Hydro store is like a GNC supplement store. 95% of these additives do nothing. And that's somebody's thoughts. I'm not sure, you know, there is, I do see that perspective. And what are we going to do to save the Hydro store? I mean, I sell recharge to them. They're, they're becoming a thing of the past. So, you know, what do you do? What's, what's this industry looking like? Chad, you, you, you got to support them. I mean, that's the best thing I could say. My local shop, which was not even close, went out of business because, again, it's hard for a small place to carry the same amount of supply as the entire Internet because not every grower is going to want to use this system or that system. But the Internet has a million different systems you, and components you can put together. Uh, but soil is the one thing that still doesn't make sense to ship. It's not economically feasible. So that's really what is holding a lot of growth stores in. They need to diversify. I mean, the one that I drive over an hour to now to get the only brand of soil that they have in there, uh, they're also a brew store now. So that helps. But as far as what can we do as a community, if you're able to spend that couple extra dollars um, on the same you know, bottle or whatever that you may get online, Go and buy it at the store, man, because you're keeping that person in business and you're keeping the dream alive, for lack of a yeah. better term. I like that. Uh, I like the idea that you said we should support them, but also they've got to support us. They uh, like just like in your area, all the growth shops have shut down here. There's one left. And since they know they're the only one, they are gouging us to where it's almost embarrassing to spend the money. If, if you open up Amazon and you're in the store, it's like twelve dollars yeah. price difference for a pair of scissors. And it, I can get two pairs of scissors for the price that they're charging me. And it almost feels like I, they know they're ripping me off. So if they would work with me a little bit better, uh, I would be much happier to work with them. They know that they've got us. So they just double charge and overcharge us. Uh, but yeah, I, I would love to save the grow store because I don't like ordering everything from Amazon because it ends up on the porch. And then you got your AC infinity fan on the porch. It says AC infinity and the neighbors all know what's up. I'd rather just go get that. It'd be a lot easier. That's yeah. fair, dude. I totally didn't think of that. And yeah, that sucks because that person in that aspect isn't really being a good community member. Right. Like, it's right. okay for you to make a living off of me because you're helping us out. But yeah, to, to do that is is a little excessive. That's almost the kind of person where you just stand back. You're just like, yeah, all good. Yep. Good. Yeah. See ya. Yep. Yeah, I understand business. I have a business. I don't try to eat off of every customer. I make all the customers will add up to a meal eventually, you know, don't need to tax everybody. Well, and we well, just also let them because Jake Allo just gave us 10 bucks and wished you a happy birthday. Nice. So, well, thank you. <laughs> thank the, you thanks so for much. the birthday love, guys. I see it coming in the comments. I can't say thanks to all of them, but thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is crazy. Thank you all for the generosity. Hey, on the grocery store front. I did want to mention <clears throat> things that we've always done at the grocery store. I've worked in a few different grocery stores for probably six years total was one uh, buy and sell genetics, trade weed, consumption lounge, yes. like let yes. them, I know I'm asking for a lot, but if we could have all that, you know, where you're going to the store, I can fire up a joint, talk shop, look at plants, um, you know, buy genetics, strains. Uh, and I agree the soil game, maybe they're going to teach a little bit more about organics because sometimes when you get into growing more organically, you need raw materials and things that can't be shipped as easily that are better to be bought at a store. So that would be my, my, my say. I think you're, I think you're totally, I agree with you completely, dude. What's <laughs> going on here? What kind of show is this? 
Yeah, but if you make it a social thing, where sure, that's where you go get your soil. I remember when we classes, dude. Classes, education. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bugs. I mean, and some stores are doing that for sure. <clears throat> they have that, but you have to implement, I think, all of it in to stay afloat with the competition online right. as far as, yeah, with things you can get. Like Jeff's saying with the scissors, I'll gladly pay more for, you know, I go go to the grocery store to get some bamboo the other day and two light hangers. <laughs> I almost want to be like, sorry, guys, I wish I could support you more, but this is all I needed today. Um, and I'm paying a couple bucks more than online, but if it's just a couple bucks, whatever, because I do need them for other things. I get my CO2 refilled there. So, you know, there's that. Uh, Scotty Will says the only thing I don't like about uh, the local grow store is most people go in there right from their grow tent, hoping some little critter don't get to ride. <laughs> oh, <yeah. Dude. laughs> I don't know. I think you really plant material is, is we were talking about uh, uh, just shout out to one eye cat cannabis. Our hearts with your brother. He just got what uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a hemp russet mites, you know. Oh, no. Yeah, so we were just talking about just quarantine and contamination and bringing your, uh, you know, bringing clones in, whether it's from the grocery store or from your buddy. Treat them. Treat every clone. Treat every clone like it's the dirtiest clone you could ever get. What do you do? I mean, we always talk about quarantine and all that. Do you all both quarantine? If so, do you, yeah, you must take cuts in, right, Jeff? Uh, I try not to because it's really dangerous and I'm really picky about what I take in, but I do uh, get clones from friends and a couple other uh, acquaintances, I guess. Uh, most of those will come and they'll go right here. I've got some studio lighting. I just turn on the studio lighting and leave the clone right here. It doesn't make it to the grow room for five to seven days. If it's big enough, I'll send it for an HLV test before I even put it into the main grow. But I treat it. I've got some sprays. Um, I kind of don't want to even tell you what I spray them with when they come in because they're not uh, friendly pesticides but they're uh, getting treated once as they come in to make sure there's nothing on it. And then uh, once it goes into the population, it never gets treated like that again. But mm -hmm. I do spray it with some funky shit that most people would probably be, uh, they'd fry Why not do a dunk? Why do you, uh, you know, I, I don't need, you know, as far as that step, I know that's probably something that could be systemic to a degree, which some people like as far as workload, but at the, usually the size you get a clone, don't get me wrong. Some people can give you two foot tall clones. But if they're smaller, this is the only phase of their life you can do a complete dunk into some type of solution, you know, that's as far as the, not necessarily pesticide. There's a lot of different options out there today with natural oils and uh, essential oils and all that jazz. But it is one of the only times, you know, you get to get the root zone and the plant and then still quarantine and then maybe still do another dunk if you're really worried about it. But I do love at that size spray or whatever you're doing you're going to get every surface area of that plant and there's no other point in its life after another 10 days go by probably almost that you're going to get every area every nook and cranny something could hide <clears throat> yeah uh, i just use a, a powerful spray you're, you're absolutely right sometimes i used to dunk them in smite and vanish but i just hit them with some some crap instead it's I, my my i'm a breeder my plants are not to say that my plants are more important but those plants are True. that's, that's my company that's my business you know so I've got to keep that golden goat, that lemon skunk. They, if they get contaminated, I'm screwed. Right, right. To, to well, tie it all back. Go ahead, to, Chad. To tie it back. Thank you. To tie it back all to cloning and the aero cloner we were talking about earlier. You know, a lot of the pests and stuff with clones can come in. Usually, it's like in the soil itself, and that can be part of the problem. But a lot of times these days, people are getting like snips, or they're getting somewhat rooted clones that they want to throw right immediately to the aero cloner. The one downside of the aero cloner, if you are HLVD um, wary, that can spread it. It spreads through water very easily oh, yeah. and it touches the root. So if you have your normal 
root, you know, your normal plants in there. And then you take a cut from outside and you're like, well, there's no soil. There's no dirt. I don't really need to worry about bugs. I don't see anything. And you put it straight into that same arrow cloner. If it has HLVD, you could potentially spread that to everything else in there. So that is maybe another thing to have. If you use arrow cloners and you're taking in clones, have a dedicated one to things that you take in. Yeah. Not with your entire stash. I call that my uh, my vicarious HLVD test because I'll put all the clones in that cloner and then I'll just test one of them for HLVD and I'll find out if that population got it. It's one way to do like a group test. Yeah, man, you were talking about HLVD. You said you you the hop latent viroid disorder. Yeah. Is, that, is it now a disorder? Is that what's going on? Um, no, but no, uh, it's a disease. It's a disease. <laughs> Do you, as you're waiting for those results to come back, do you have, or both of you, Chad, do you have a quarantine uh, procedure? Do you keep them in another part of your house or, uh, or is that just a word we like to say on the interwebs? Right. Well, you know what? I have advice I could give, but I don't take in clones just because I'm very regimented about my risk potentials to different things. And so it's, yeah. it's easy to never get something. Well, now seeds are another concern. Uh, I guess that is kind of what we're talking about today too. Um, but no, there, there definitely are procedures you should do. And I uh, talked to another really good grower the other weekend. He's like, there's things I could tell you I would do, but I just throw it straight in there. So a lot of people, I think, are just still gambling with it because they haven't been bit. But uh, the best way is really to do these types of quarantine things. I think I am going to put, <laughs> I remember Guru showed up. It was like, do you remember, dude, the tent that Guru showed up with? He said he had a grow tent and he came in and it it must have been like a two. Two by one by two. <laughs> something like that. And I was like, are you sure? But maybe you get one of those, even something that's not even as takes as much space as a two by four. And just put it somewhere in an extra bedroom or a closet or something like that. Just to well, and you don't. Alive. The environment doesn't need to be a performing one either. Like Jeff right. said, he just right. said it He's got some studio lighting. You just <laughs> keep it alive and know if anything's dying off on it. I did want to. <clears throat> excuse me, Stizzy's house here. Since we have Roster Jeff, if you don't mind, I was going to a couple questions. I had one too on uh, on Orange Gasm, and then Stizzy's house. Thanks, buddy. Says at Roster Jeff. What are the traits of Blueberry Butcher? Ooh. Is it more blueberry smell or taste? Working on something and looking for blueberry traits. Okay. Um, the blueberry butcher is more of a, uh, it's got the blueberry, but it's more like a, um, remember those blue raspberry suckers we used to get back in the day that would turn your whole face blue? It kind of tastes like that. <laughs> but the Jack the Ripper gives it a, a lime also. So it's like that blue raspberry sour sucker with a hint of lime to it. Uh, it grows real tall, real fast, real sativa dominant. The buzz will get to your brain. Um yeah, it's uh, it's kind of challenging to grow, but it's fun yeah. to grow. The harvest will be huge, but uh, if you want that blueberry flavor, uh, you might want to look more toward the um. I've got blueberry crossed to golden goat coming out, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, the I did the blueberry blue raspberry truffle to golden goat, and that has a lot of blueberry flavors, and those will be available very very soon. Okay, and then I know one other quick one. Um, since we, we've talked about pheno hunts before, that word when I hear when I'm talking with the breeders, like 500, hundreds, thousands. Us as smaller growers, for me, right now I have a room with 16 orange gasm plants. Ooh. OG, OG1, OG2, OG3. That's what I call them. They're cool. all from feminized seed and they're all clones. Already now, at two different times in the grow, the OG3, two different plants, has gotten some bud rot, but nothing else in the grow has gotten bud rot at all is that a quick enough I'm trying to make a decision that quick man two of these plants got it they're the same ones 
that's enough telling me it's get these out of my 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 stable uh it just happened to the to the to two different phenotypes of the one strain no it only happened to happen to two the same phenotypes two okay. og threes oh yeah those yeah. are from the same donor plant and no other three of the three other phenotypes in the room are even no issues at all oh i would just get rid of that one then. yeah i would just totally get rid of that one that's the the app the bad apple in the bunch it does vary that much though that just one phenotype out of a pack of seeds will be much more susceptible to powdery mildew yeah there are uh i forget the number of chromosomes in the cannabis plant right now it won't come to me i know the number it just left my brain but oh, one of those yeah. chromosomes decides if it's susceptible to powdery mildew or not it just takes one and that one gene didn't get the uh it got the susceptible or not resistant mark and that's which one it got so that's just the way the cards fell for that one and that's like i said i know it's sharing bud space those flowers sometimes will even brush up as i'm walking through against other flowers so i know there's definitely cross contamination factors all over the place so good to hear i'm going to take it to harvest because there's still some good buds on it but then after that take it down and i'll narrow it down to the the other ones i got it's my mini yeah. pheno hunt bro nice that's a real pheno hunt uh it doesn't have to be a hundred plants it doesn't have to be a thousand it could be two plants that's a hunt you're hunting for the one you like um and what i would do if you have that small of numbers is hunt your 12 and then keep one or keep two and then plant 10 more seeds and hunt those 12 again and just do like a bracket system and uh battle of the best bro whoever wins <laughs> wins in the end i like I mean, it I, I feel brain dead saying this dude's gonna get mad at me but if i'm looking at your seed catalog i'm looking at your it's the f1s are the ones that are going to be most uh most like the parents is that right when i'm looking at Ooh. the catalog i should look for um, so the F1s are going to be, F1 is kind of, you're going to find 50% uh, are going to look like what I'm going for. Like the picture that I showed you, 50% will be like sure. that. About 25% will be, well, we'll say about 20% will be like the mom. 20 will look like the dad. And then 10% are just going to be weirdos. Uh, that's F1. With the F2, you're going to see all kinds of variation. That's when you, the F2 is Pandora's box. F3, you'll start locking it in. F4 is when it gets more uniform. F5 is really uniform. And F6, they should be basically uh, heterozygous at that point. So F1 yes, is kind of heterozygous. Yes, yes. Big words here today. <laughs> uh, F2 is wild. But then after that, you start narrowing it down. If you're going for FEMS, the FEMS show a lot less uh, phenotypical variation, a lot more uh, stability in the phenotypes. That's a not the complete perfect way to use stability. But amongst the phenotypes, you will see the stability. Uniformity is the word I'm looking for. Wow. Dino Grow in the chat, just quick question, says, dude, were those OG3s in the same spot in your space? Maybe a dead air spot. Good point. Sometimes you'll see plants that are in the back of the room get some powdery mildew on them because it is a dead air spot or a damp spot. Mm -hmm. But I rotate all my plants throughout, so it, they were definitely in different spots. And that is a good a good point if they have a different, you know, little microclimate in a spot in your grow. Do me a favor. Can you feature Rusty Cuffs? Rusty Cuffs says, can you guys bring in some growers to talk about grafting and clones? I want to do some experiments. What's happening now, man? What are we doing now? We <laughs> matrix? <laughs> matrix break? How many mushrooms did I eat? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Colleen Tebow's changing up the conversation. Who owns stock? What companies? I don't know. Is this the right, right. channel for that? I, I told you, man. Some people talk about worry. They they talk amongst themselves in the chat. And guys, just invested <laughs> the SP 500. Don't worry about it. There's your stock tip for the day. Yeah, just just hedge funds, man. It's Top all 500, funds, all right. spread it across. There Bitcoin. You go. Thanks, Colleen. Hey, there's a new coin coming out. The real coin? Have you heard of it? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's perfect. Is that like the Irie token? Ooh, 
Ooh, now we're talking, man. Now we're talking. Hey, Jeff, you're from uh, uh, way south, almost a different state than where I'm from. I'm in northern Colorado. You're in southern Colorado. Yes. But we're both governed by the same cannabis laws. Chad, you're in uh, Washington, correct? Yes, Washington. What is the name of that place? I can't remember where you're at in Washington. I can't remember. It's uh, Seattle. (laughs) I thought it was Westport, man. I thought that was your town, was Westport. No, I've got that completely wrong. I thought that was the code. Anyway, um, uh, what's it called, man? Uh, So what's the cannabis scene like for us here? It's really strong. I was just hanging out with some people in Oregon. I'm, I'm sorry, and from that were up from Florida, rather. And it was like so weak just listening to what they were doing, you know, what they were talking about and what the scene is like there. I was talking to somebody from Georgia where it's even worse. That's where you go into the uh, the pharmacies to buy it. You know, so I'm just kind of curious what's everybody's, uh, you know, g- give me the uh, your thoughts on. I don't know, even dude, you up in BC, the best and worst places that have handled legalization, man. I don't like the government papers on the packaging. So, you know, Washington State, it's kind of one of those, you know, you always hear that people say like first world problems. Um, It's amazing that we do complain about a a fairly legal system. You could say it's not really legal, but what it, what it is here is, yeah, there there's dispensaries or recreational stores. You go in, they have a pretty decent selection. You're not able to a la carte, like in the Mexican or in, in the uh, medicinal days um, where you can, (laughs) the rag days. Yeah. 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 Like where you can actually go and you can like sniff it before you like buy everything's like hermetically sealed. It's all like locked down, but it's, I mean, it's cool. It's nice to not go to jail for these things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the is the weed decent? Uh, you know, I'd rather smoke my homegrown, and that's something that I actually spoke to our state legislator on recently. Because here we are, twelve years later, and it's still a class C felony to grow a single plant in this state if you don't have a uh, medicinal card. So I spoke spoke on behalf of homegrown again this year for the state legislature and. You know, for the 13th year in a row, it has failed to progress. So it's still dead. So, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's an interesting. Did you like go there? Did you like go to a meeting? Like you you went in there and like just like a state legislature like meeting type thing? I zoomed. I zoomed it in. Okay. But I did put on a shirt and a tie. I, t- I took off the hat. I had a shirt and a tie. I changed the background. I was all nice and respectable like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we might yeah. need to take matters into our own hands. I was watching it was something in Europe with uh, the farmers are pissed off there. And so they oh, just yeah. brought their, their manure sprayers and they just sprayed manure all over the capital. And uh, yeah, one person was an egg producer. They just loaded up with eggs. Oh. Yeah. We can tell you the problem with the, um, that's awesome, Chad, that you went to like participate in trying to influence what's happening with rulemaking for growers in a state. We always cover on the show the dumbass rules that have been made. This, you can have three. You can have one here in Canada. You grow your four plants. Um, and when new, a new state's coming on board and you have, I know in Fort Collins, Colorado, I don't know if Scotty went, uh, me and the grow store crew, we went to, I think it was a, regarding home rules with medical and stuff and went to like, the actual city hall or wherever it was, which is kind of cool if you have the option to do that. The problem is not enough people are because if you're a grower in a state that's coming on board, you're the last person that's going to publicly go put your face out and be like, hey, I'm the grower. 
you know, a lot of states have done this wrong. Let's do this right here. I really know how to re you know, recommend grow spaces, plant count, because you're kind of incriminating yourself before it's fully legal. So I think that's part of the problem. But man, they need that. So tired of hearing crazy ass rules that make no sense from any grow perspective at all. The that's real problem is that, that money rules and that when we went and did that, it uh, turns out that the most influential person in our entire city is a person named Pat Stryker, whose family owns uh, Stryker Medical. So she's big pharma, medical devices and all that. And she does not understand cannabis. She, you were asking uh, uh, me recently, like what happens if, you know, how cool they are on the street with cannabis. They're not very cool with it. They don't want you smoking on the street because this woman wants it to look like Disneyland. And so when it comes to making cannabis laws and the city councilman that lives across the street from me, that is not uh, some super rich guy. He's yeah, he just want to say Scotty's opinions are no way affiliated directly with the Dude Grow Show, but he is entitled to his. No, just kidding. Yes, just in case Pat Stryker is going to. No. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows it, but we have one super square person that pretty much has the most amount of money and the most amount of influence and who pretty much makes the rules around here. And it's uh, kind of the way the world works, unfortunately. Money makes the world go round. I think as growers, we could try a little harder. You know, the other side has lobbyists like uh, Stryker. Smart. Dead, yes. I could not. Airplane. Stryker. Grandpa's the oldest 40 year old I've ever met. All right. It came out in 1980. 1979. Oh, but real. Maybe. We could do a little better, I think, for some of uh, going around to where states are coming on board and trying to, you know, make things somewhat more up and up on plant count. Granted, what are the penalties after the fact? Okay, you caught me growing more than X amount of plants. You know, we're saying in, in Fort Collins, for example, like the code enforcement guy comes and says, get it straight. I'll be back to check on it. So it's a lot better than what it used to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've kicked in our doors before. Oh, yeah. Wow, we were sleeping. Uh, yeah. Even worse, they woke me up to do it, man. Jake Allo, shout out to Chad Westport. Thanks for all you do, man. Your good energy crosses through these screens, and I agree, man. I would throw five bucks at that, too, man. I sure do agree. Nice. Love it, brother. And Jeff, do learn a ton from you, brother. I love looking at my phone and saying, Rasta, Jeff is live. Man. Oh, yeah. Thank you, bro. I'll be live in about uh, 35 minutes here, too. So if the people are watching now, watch my Instagram live show at 710 Colorado time. Yes. Deal. I always am doing it, man. I'm shouting out to the DGCCup.com. I just checked. We are more than half sold out for that event. Yeah. Austin just going to yeah. be there hanging out with Irie Genetics. Um, we have 75 strains, I think, that are going to be entered this year, <laughs> which means a bigger tent, a bigger party, more bud tenders. Uh, and this one's going to be running smooth, baby. I even got professional lighting for the VIP party on a Friday night because last year I had to run to Home Depot. <laughs> and the, Scotty's like, dude, it's getting kind of dark here. I'm like, oh, shit. So, but it's a great event, guys. Get a bunch of homegrown there. You can go around and taste all day and judge. Every attendee gets a DDC one hitter, a DDC lighter, and fun times. Just meeting and greeting with the crew and a lot of genetics to trade. Clones are going to be all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Check it out. You can make it. DDC Cup, June first. Count Dankula four twenty says, "Wait, wait, who did he say? Ted Nugent." You want to bring Ted Nugent to the show, man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like super straight and just wants to shoot things. You know, Ted Nugent's bow hunting corner. 
Hey, come on, Ric Flair. Can we take the super chat money and just donate it to get Ric Flair to show up, man? You know, there's something about paying for celebrities to be at your event or your event's just so good. Some important people show up that you respect in your in your crew. Like, I, I don't like paying people to be around me. He's not going to come unless we pay him. And we're not that cool yet, all right? It's Ric Flair, the nature you do, boy. Okay? You can do better than Ric Flair. A lot I'm of people just kind of... Well, as Jay out, we could probably convince him with a little Raider Dink Vader pizza. Yeah, I'm looking, forward, cool, to, I'm looking forward to that. Shout out to Raider. That's why I go, is for that pizza. Oh, why, why don't you just have, like, the side stage Ric Flair off? Who's got the best Ric uh, Flair at the DGC Cup? Like, wow. I'm putting out the challenge right now. It's only it's always sunny in Bechtopia. Ric Flair costume this year. Wow. Oh, I like it. Oh, oh yeah. Boot over the head when he's not looking with a giant bag of weed that's gonna go everywhere. There's pandemonium running wild. I like this. A lot of my crew is Kill Tony oh, fans. And if Ric Flair shows up, all the Kill Tony fans are going to troll him real hard. It will be beautiful. Scotty, I got a comment for you that you've always, always say we're winning when somebody's wife watches the show. Indy Love says, my husband and I are sitting here watching. He recently got me into the show, and he doesn't know I'm on chat right now. LOL. We have many combos about Dude Grows. Right hey, on. Hey, hey. Shout <laughs> out to Indy Love. Thank right. you. And shout out to Mr. Indy Love. <laughs> oh, yes, Indy yes. Love. <laughs> awesome awesome band. Man. I like that. Cool. Are we call this a wrap, man. I think we had a good show hanging out, yeah. doing a little driving. Thanks as always, Chad Westport. Uh, shout yourself yeah. out. We got to give a birthday shout out for Irie in there. What, where can people find you? See your show, hang out. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought you were talking to Chad and then you said Irie. Um, oh. My show, my show, uh, the Grow From Your Heart podcast oh. on YouTube. Check out YouTube. Uh, my website, iriegenetics.com, and the seeds are at iriedirects.com. And I'll be live on Instagram in about 30 minutes at Irie underscore oh. genetics. There we go. Don't show too much of that website. YouTube might get you in trouble. Uh, we're, we're getting in trouble. We're just getting in trouble on Mondays. We're like sick chance. of it. My bad. Yeah. Let's the get dirty. Box get us educated immediately, man. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> uh, we're about ready to throw it. What about you, Chad? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. They can find me. That's the chadwestport.com, which is hopefully going to be updated soon. Um, I'm going to be having a drop here coming up at the very beginning of April. So updated website needed for that. Uh, best place to catch me, though, is chad.westport on Instagram and then Chad Westport YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, that, that's where you can find me. And thanks for hanging out, guys. And chat, you guys are always a blast. Thanks for all the kind words and the comments. And a happy birthday, Mr. Rasta Jeff. Dude, thank you. Yeah. Thanks to everybody again for all those birthday comments. I see them going in the chat. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You and Rasta Jeff, have you looked into Can you get an insurance policy on your hair as part of your branding? Like if something happens, I mean, oh there's God. a value there. So funny you say that, man. I had uh, my kid's friend was over and she came down. And she goes, oh, my God, I just set my hair on fire. And, uh, yeah, oh. so she said, What's I going on in your house? Oh, just a lot of weed smoking, man. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we got to call Sotheby's and see if that can be insured. I, I, I'll i never forget when I learned the fact that J-Lo had her thighs insured against cellulite. Uh, she had a multi-million dollar insurance policy years ago. I don't know if it's still in place, but that was real. Money well spent. Wow. Yeah. I'll insure these dreads. All right. And now we're going off on some good rants. Peace out, guys. Stay higher, everybody. Thank you, chat. That was fun.
And uh, yeah, thanks for your generosity, everybody. Take it easy, dude. Take it easy, all y'all, man. Thank you for coming. It was a very good show. The hour has never passed quicker. Oh, yeah. Shout out, untrained astronaut. Thanks, buddy. Wow, man. All right. Yeah. Party on. Party on. Party on. <laughs> Grambo, great job, brother. Thank you, guys. All right. Take it easy, all y'all.